Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Art, entertainment, music, and more. Worcester Culture Watch, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. And welcome to Worcester Culture Watch. This is Victor Infante. I'm the entertainment editor at the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. I'm here today with entertainment reporter Richard Duckett. Hi, Richard. Hi, Victor. And somewhere hiding off in the wings is reporter Craig Seaman, but we're not going to talk to him today. We've only got two microphones. (laughs) So... Um, what we've got going on today here, Richard, tell us what you've got on the cover of Go this week. Well, Victor, uh, Johnny Mathis, uh, at 82 years old, is coming to the Hanover Theatre for a show on June 16th. He'll be with a 23-piece orchestra, and of course he'll be reprising some of his um Great hits from the 50s and 60s, such as Misty, Chances Are. And he also has um, a new album out, um, the great New American Songbook, uh, which uh, is quite an interesting record. And um, he'll be doing some songs from that as well. I hope so, because I listened to the great New American Songbook, and it's, it's one of those albums that's in the tradition. I think Johnny Cash really is the one that kind of moder- popularized the modern era of it with songs that are fairly very recent but johnny mathis doing adele's um hello is actually really 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 interesting it's really good um and a couple other songs i gotta admit i was a little dodgy on um him doing happy by pharrell williams didn't seem quite in his wheelhouse but some of the songs and i really i think his version of Leonard Cohen's Alleluia is beautiful, but we don't need another cover of Alleluia. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Uh, but I mean, it, well, for Johnny Mathis fans, um, you know, it's I'm sure it's it's a pleasure to hear him again and uh, revisiting these recent songs. Definitely, and I think his voice was beautiful. I mean, even on the songs I didn't like, that was what really struck me how much how little of his range seems to be gone i mean he still seems to have pretty much that same tone and tenor which a lot of folder singers don't manage to hold on to so i was really kind of surprised by that yeah and it's well produced he had um um clive barnes producing it co-producing it so um he has a good team there at columbia records Oh, where he's been since uh, 1956. Wow, so. that's a long time on one label. Hardly anybody does that anymore. Right. But yeah, so it's it's funny because he's really one of a number of artists that have, I don't know what you would call them, retro in quotations, legacy acts, some of these old standards that have been by, that have been through Worcester in recent years or they're here or nearby well, in Indian recent Ranch. Recent weeks. Yeah. Um, just recently, we had um, Engelbert Humperdinck mm-hmm. at the Hanover, 
Uh, we had William Shatner in a different uh, milieu, milieu, of course, but uh, he was there a few weeks ago. So all three of them, Mathis included, are, are well over 80. Mm. Um, other acts we've had recently at the Hanover include Gordon Lightfoot, 79, Air Supply, or in the late 60s. I was there for that one. <laughs> there are a lot of these um, around. They're not just coming to Worcester, of course. They're on tour, and um, they're all over the place. And it's funny, because you know, sometimes you see the people, we'll, we'll announce these shows, and you'll see the people on Facebook make kind of catty comments, because that is what people on Facebook do. And, but, you know, and I, I didn't, the, the concert out of those that I saw was Air Supply. And I was prepared to just be miserable through the whole thing. And I was seeing something that was actually kind of magic. There was, there was this sense that they loved this music so much and the audience loved the music so much. And they, they were all so very earnest in it that it was kind of beautiful to hold, behold. And they were playing and singing very, very well. So it's it's funny because you get the idea that there's something sort of people have this assumption that there's something sort of um, washed up about these musicians, and that's not really the case. No, well, I think you have to take it on a case by case basis. Yeah. Um, there are some musicians, singers out there who I think are doing it for the money because um, they got ripped off earlier in their careers. Others um, out, are out there doing it for the love of it because they've always enjoyed performing and still want to perform. I think that's the case with uh, Johnny Mathis. Um, some still have something to add to their um, repertoire. Um, I remember seeing uh, the Moody Blues a couple of years ago, and it was interesting to hear how they handled Nights in White Satin at the age of uh, 16, late 60s, early 70s, <laughs> uh, when they, a song they would first sang at the appropriate age of about 21. But, I mean, uh, Justin Haywood, he, he, he gave it a new interpretation that, that proved to be very uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, and I, f- I saw much the same with um, Indian Ranch, actually, with Huey Lewis. And Huey mm. Lewis and the News, and first off, that backing band is spectacular. I, I know he's taken time off touring right now because he's been ill but it was he was a master at covering up how his voice had changed he 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 knew the right moment to clip the song before he would have to reveal that he couldn't hit that high note anymore he had he knew when to turn it over to the audience and audience before he had to stretch too terribly far and it was just the sheer showmanship that went into having that having to adjust to the your body changes, your voice changes, was, it was, if you understood what you were watching, it was spectacular. And if you didn't understand what you were watching, it didn't, you didn't notice it at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, Diana Ross, she she still had plenty to offer when she was at the Hanover in theater in 2011, 2014. So as I say, Others, well, I mean, there is a danger that some of these acts can become um, or are um, traveling museum exhibitions. Mm. Um, I got into a lot of trouble when I reviewed Journey in Asia at the DCU Center, and I referred to Asia as dusty and too reverent. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think that was the extent of my criticism, really. And I was I was tarnished and feathered across the internet for that. Right, right. Yeah, I know it's a, that's unfortunate. But I mean, some people go to these things quite happy to see a museum mm-hmm. exhibition. Exactly. They can say, "Well, I I went to see so and so, and that's something I always remember." Well, and it's funny because I didn't. I really didn't have that same feeling on that same bill with Journey. I felt Journey felt very mm-hmm. fresh and energetic, and and possibly because they have a different lead singer who's only been doing it for fifteen years, <laughs> and not not for you know forty. But there's this sense that you can tell the difference of when they're still performing to perform sake and for out of out of a love and joy of what they do and when it's sort of a museum piece, as we say. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and it helps when they infuse some new voices into the band. A lot of these bands... All of the bands that come, they'll have the name, mm-hmm. for example, the Beach Boys, but really it's just two old members of the group um, supplemented by um, younger musicians and even singers. Um, so um, it's sort of really a half a tribute group to their own group. <laughs> Indeed. And I don't want to get the... I, I know sometimes it's easy to give the impression, especially since... These are the biggest names that come to town, so these are the acts that we will pay the most attention to. We're going to be very excited to talk to somebody like Johnny Mathis, mm. because he's a recognizable name. He's going to move papers. People want to read him. Um, that doesn't mean that the acts that aren't as famous are any less important. In fact, many of them are extraordinary, extraordinary musicians and ex- extraordinarily vital. And it's funny, because we always get the Facebook trolls who come at us and say, well, why isn't anybody interesting come to town? Why doesn't there anybody good come to town? And my response is, well, are you paying attention? Because there's, <laughs> there's lots of good musicians coming. Yeah, it, it depends what, what your interest is in. I yeah. mean, in terms of classical music, uh, Music Worcester has, um, this past season, brought in several young younger performers who are really making names for themselves. I mean, Simone Dynastine, mm-hmm. um, the, the pianist, uh, Cameron Carpenter, the organist, the violinist Irina Murasanu, who has a fascinating new album uh, out. Uh, these are all younger names uh, who are really cutting it up in the world of classical music, and uh, they you know, music was to brought them all in, and uh, it was a, it was it was a very good season. Mm-hmm. And uh, WICN is of course bringing in um, Grace Kelly again for Jazz at Sunset coming up soon. There's some really interesting. Yeah, I don't think uh, she's coming this summer. Was it that this summer? Uh, Could, am I uh, mistaken? But, um, Jazz at Sunset is returning. Jazz she, Sunset. she kicked it off last year. Oh, maybe uh, that's what I'm forgetting. Yeah. I um, apologize if well, I right. completely lost um, my memory on when things are happening. But, um, but yeah, Jazz at Sunset is returning for a couple of concerts. Um, and then James Montgomery Blues Band is, yeah, is yeah, playing with it. I know right. there's another show, and I can't recall off the top of my head who's playing at it. But um, it's funny because I was really struck by the change in booking recently at the Palladium. Yeah, yes. They um, spent quite a lot of money uh, renovating uh, the Palladium. And uh, re- it was closed for a few months and then it reopened uh, last uh, September. And um, 
they still want to bring in uh, heavy metal, which uh, has been a staple there for a few years. Um, but they have been bringing um, um, country, more country acts in and more um, mainstream acts. Um, and much more hip-hop, too, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. And um, so that they're trying to expand the base for that. Yeah, um, I noticed coming up in October, uh, Modest Mouse is playing there, which was, you know, they've been out for a good decade now. But there's that's really the first of that generation of indie rock bands that has made its way to the Palladium in this sort of this sort of new order. And they're not a band we would have seen there just a few years ago. So I'm finding that kind of exciting that there's new voices making their way in in this neat, interesting mix. But I think there's always going to be people that are disappointed that they're not going to see Bruce Springsteen at the DCU Center. Yes, well, a few years ago, you might have done. Um, when the uh, Worcester Centrum uh, first opened, uh, they were bringing in you know, some of the top names in, in, in the business, The Who, for example, and um, many more. Garth Brooks, I remember going to see. Um, but that all coincided with a time when the Boston Garden was going through a decline and then closed for renovations mm-hmm. But now is reopened, and they're bringing in. They're getting the top acts, really. Although another sports venues are. Yeah, are, yeah, are yeah. but, but I mean, uh, I mean, Bruno Mars is going to be be there. We're, you know, we're not getting Bruno Mars here. Um, but we did get Ariana Grande. Yeah, not well, too terribly long. Or Imagine Dragons. Yeah, but I mean, if you look, but the interesting thing if you look at the Boston Garden, we're talking about um, retro acts and the veteran acts. If you look at the lineup there, they've got Paul Simon coming, mm. Elton John coming, Fleetwood Mac. So, uh, and, so we're and, back to where we started. And two of those are ostensibly finale tours, and one of is the well, third that, finale I tour. That, I believe that when I see it. <laughs> but um, if Fleetwood Mac does not self-destruct before that concert happens. Well, I think, yeah, I think they already are, but they've always uh, bounced back. So. Exactly, exactly. But no, it's, it's, it's funny, because you're just going to find these... There's more recording artists out there since the 50s. Uh, now we've got 50 years, 60 years of recording artists that are all... <laughs> we're at an interesting moment where they're pretty much all still touring. Mm-hmm. you got some of the original rock and rollers out of the 50s to brand new acts. And maybe not the biggest aren't coming to Worcester, but if you look at look through our calendar on Go section or on Sunday on the Act section, there are some a really wide range from you know old standbys like Johnny Mathis to shows like the... Thought Bomb at Ralph's Rock Diner with Jacqueline Francis and Bibby Hansen. That's, I mean, those are kind of, you know, punk rock underground legends, really. And, you know, the um, Groovalados of all, a Grammy-nominated blues band playing at Beatniks of all places. Uh, there's a lot out there, and I think people just need to scratch a little surf under the surface to find it. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that, that's, that's something for everybody. I mean, some of it is not... Uh some of it can be a bit cliquey, cliquish, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing wrong with being in a clique if uh, you enjoy it, and uh, you can certainly uh, you can certainly find these uh, find these uh, venues and places and, and acts. Um, yeah, and, and Worcester Worcester gets big names, um, so yeah, there is something for everybody and a great 
as I say, um, classical music scene that tends to get underestimated and underrated, um, bringing in great orchestras as well as uh, some of the younger uh, musicians I was talking about. Excellent. Well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up. So thank you very much, Richard. Thank you. You have been listening to Worcester Culture Watch. Our music, as always, was composed by DJ Manipulator. For more arts, entertainment, and culture news, please visit the Go section on Thursdays and the Act section on Sundays in the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.